Welcome to the 154th installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio podcast on family farming, sustainable agriculture, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. Ray Archuleta is such a passionate and entertaining presenter that he has the ability to get just about anyone to care about a resource we either ignore or abuse every day, the soil. In recent years, Archuleta, a conservation agronomist with the USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service, has gained a widespread reputation in the agricultural conservation community for his supercharged presentations on the importance of building and maintaining soil health. As he likes to put it so colorfully, our soil is naked, thirsty, hungry, and running a fever. The result has been rampant erosion, vulnerability to weather extremes, and a resource that's heavily reliant on increasing amounts of chemical inputs. It doesn't have to be this way, says Archuleta. If we begin applying ecological principles to farming, the soil can build its own biological health, remaining fertile and resilient for generations to come. This will require keeping the land surface covered year-round with a diversity of annual and perennial plant systems, as well as integrating livestock into farming, utilizing managed rotational grazing. This is in stark contrast to the monocultural annual row crop system that dominates much of U.S. agriculture today. These ideas aren't exactly breaking news to anyone involved in agricultural conservation or sustainable farming. What makes Archuleta's message special is that he's able to pass along his passion for soil health to a wide array of audiences from school kids and teachers to scientists, environmentalists, and policymakers. Perhaps most importantly, Archuleta has been successful in taking his soil health message to those people who are out there working the land every day, farmers. Archuleta gave a presentation at the recent National Conference on Cover Crops and Soil Health in Omaha, Nebraska. He talked to a group of conservationists and farmers about the importance of communicating about soil health with the general public, as well as why, if we truly want to create a sustainable agriculture, We must stop being so enamored with tools and programs and start paying attention to the actual principles of ecological sustainability. I'm going to start off with this very basic question. Folks, I know we have farmers in here. We have all kinds of people in different fields. But I want to ask you this very, very very basic question to start off. How many of you in your grade school, your high school, either was a parent, a grandparent, somebody or a teacher or a professor... When you were dealing without going out in the natural system, doing a walk or doing anything you've done in your whole life and you come in context to this, how many of you have had somebody mentor you and say, you know what, if you see how beautiful this natural system, how many have been told the way we should really farm is that we should farm in nature's image. We should work with it. We should collaborate with it. We should nurture it. We should synergize with it. Not to spray it to death, not to till it to death, not to genetically modify it to death, but to understand it. Has anybody in your life has exposed you to that early in your life? Please raise your hand. When I go all over the country, do you know that less than a thousandth of a percent raise their hand? They talked about today how we are going to promote uh, promote cover crops for 20 million acres. Folks, we have a whole society that's completely disconnected from the land. How are we going to promote covers if we do not have the understanding why we do the covers? Farmers, once they have the understanding, they will find a way to make it work because they understand that's what this is about. And I get frustrated because we talk, well, we've done, we, we need more research. Really? 
We've had covers since the Roman times, ladies and gentlemen. There has been research. We have so much research, you almost get tired of looking at it. We're going to talk about the principles today that, you learn, that we will learn that will change the way we do business. And so here's, let's start off with the principles that we, we talked about. Ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to change this planet, and it's not just the country, but the planet, we have to facilitate understanding. And these are the principles that I'm talking about. There are many methods. <laughs> there are many. It is principles that I want us to learn. I can do it with the principles that I have learned from the natural ecosystem and a shovel. I don't need complex models. I have to be an observer, willing to do critical thinking. This quote touches it very nicely. It is about principles. It is the principles. And I'm going to show you how farmers have applied this and watching the video, applied the principles and changed their operation. But here is the key. We're going to change our country and be sustainable and the planet. It's right here. This is the problem, not the tools. Cover crops is a tool. I'm not, I'm not about tools. No-till is a tool. I'm here about understanding, ladies and gentlemen, then how to use the tool properly in its context. It's about this and how are we going to do it through education, through these demonstrations we're going to talk about. This is what I'm about. Look how we've had tools for many years. Don't you think we had covers back in the 30s? In fact, that was the first thing that was cost-shared in NRCS in the 30s, covers. Jefferson and uh, George Washington were lamenting how people weren't covering the land and they were using too much monocultures back 300 years ago. We've had this tool for a long, long time. In fact, that's the only way you could farm is with covers. I have said many times, I can farm without fertilizer, I can farm without herbicides, but I cannot farm without a living plant because that's what feeds the system. Enamored with tools, enamored with programs. We can't do that anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, our context is globally and nationally as we have degraded soils and degraded resources globally. It's not just our country, it's everywhere. If we're going to address our climatic issues, we have to heal our soils. They're connected. Here is a really interesting article. It was written by Dr. Milton Eisenhower, president of KSU, 1948. He was given in this uh, publication. He says at that time, back in 48, they were spending a dollar and they were only getting 10 cents of conservation for every dollar they spent. And what was the attitude that he put out there? He says, it's our attitude. It's the way we think about the resource. We don't value it as a society. I make an argument, we need to take this soil health movement to the general public. This should be taught to grade school kids, junior high, to the whole planet. Because I was asked years ago, who should learn about soil health? And I told the chief white, everybody. It should be part of our curriculum, connecting our people back to the land. You know what's the easiest way to connect people back? Grow a garden. And here's the other problem, programs. Back then, we were trying to give it with money, to fix the problem with money. We'll never fix the problem. Here are the principles that we have learned. Where do we pick up this principle? The first one, cover the soil, grow in a living root 24 heaven, synergize with diversity, 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 integrate animals. But here's the thing that I want us to think about. Understand our context, our farm and ranch was hewn out of the natural ecosystem. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. We need to understand our social and ecological context. Very, very critical. See, because I know 
I am, when I get up in the morning, I am 99% of my problem. So once I have proper context, I'm ready to go. So if I have the, it's the way I look at things, ladies and gentlemen. Eight years ago, I changed the way I look at the system. I went to school for eight years in the university, and I walked away with a very reductionist thought process. It did not help me. My thought process now is holes. See, nature and her patterns, holistic, and it's not a hippie word. Hippies didn't come up with that word. Great scientists, they understood that nature works in holes and patterns. This is what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. We have a functioning water cycle right here. These ecosystem processes are happening all the time. How many farmers get up in the morning and go, hey, I'm gonna go out there and check if my water cycle's working, my nutrient cycle is working, all those ecosystem processes, are they functioning on my operation? Do you have an eye for the land? This is what we teach in our class, how to look at the ecosystem correctly. This is a dysfunctional ecosystem. Carbon's going off, water's evaporating, this one is functional. What's one key thing to understand about these ecosystems? They're connected, they're all one. You can't see the water cycle being completed because most of it's in the vapor phase. It goes into the vapor, and then it goes into the soil, but you can't see that process, but you can see the effect of it. This is a functioning water cycle, and this is what I see all over the planet. Temperatures get up to 140 degrees on that soil, ladies and gentlemen. I had a rancher telling me, he says, when he flew over bare soil, his little Cessna would shake because the heat coming from those soils, and we have millions of acres that are bare and not covered. So that is a dysfunctional water cycle. The water is not entering. People say, well, I saw pictures of little buffers and all those. Those are diaper practices, ladies and gentlemen. We got to address the raindrop right the moment it lands. That is proactive, not reactive. It hits the diaper, it's over. Game is over. I want it to go into the giant buffer, the soil. That's where it's got to go. All of this system has to. Chronic physical, chemical, and biological stresses impact that system. Tillage is a chronic stress. Chemical fungicides, insecticides, they're chronic stress. Now think about this. Our bodies do well with some stress. That's how you build muscle. But it cannot handle chronic stress. So if you're lifting weights, running 10 miles, you're smoking, and you drink beer every night, three six-packs, you are putting your body under chronic stress. The ecosystem can't handle fumigating every time you go out there and put your, your soybeans three, four, five times and you kill the mycorrhizae, and then you do tillage, massive tillage, and then you go and put lots of chemical fertilizer salts out there. Chronic stress. You shift the soil food web. System can't handle chronic stress. It can handle acute stresses, like crop removal. Biological stress, overgrazing. It's right here. This is the part I missed when they taught me in school. Right here, to look right into the aggregate. And it's these beautiful creatures right that complete the water cycle. How many would ever have thought that the water cycle was complete by biotic organisms? They're the ones that make the glues that keep the pores open. We miss that because, see, we don't see them. See, it's easier to teach a child about ecology than an adult. You know why? When you teach a child about ecology, when they see the elephant, they go, whoa, it's beautiful. When they see the bugs, they go, whoa, it's beautiful. Adults don't do that. Oh, the elephant, yeah, it's awesome, majestic. Bug, hmm, can't think that way. All of it's beautiful. All of it's important. What can we measure? We can measure if a system is fragile and the natural ecosystem anti-fragile. 
Nature is anti-fragile, ladies and gentlemen. We have a majority of our farms in between here. Unfortunately, we have them here. That's a fragile ecosystem. Cannot handle the drought, cannot handle the flood. It's addicted to inputs. I want to reduce the addiction to inputs. I want it to make it healthy. You have to make it personal knowing. My suggestion is we got to go from informational knowing to personal knowing. There's a huge difference. Let me tell you the difference between informational knowing and personal knowing. Informational knowing is data information. Research, great. And you go, oh, I see. But personal, when it goes into your soul, into your inner being, and you understand, you go, oh, I see. There's a huge distinction. When you go to personal knowing, landowners will do this practices because it becomes personal. They're connected to the land. This is why I wrote it this way. The soil is naked, hungry, thirsty, and running a fever. It's personal knowing. Unless our producers and our society goes into a personal le level, personal knowing, we will not heal our land. It'll all be academic and talking points. Do you know how many landowners go in there and have an intimate connection with their land? How many landowners actually go out there and dig in the soil? You would be shocked, very little. In a group of 1,400 farmers, I had less than 1% raise their hand that they use that to find the pulse and connect with their soil. A shovel, a simple shovel. Here's the science that we should have been promoting since the beginning, ecology. Why do I love this? It's about relationship. My relationship to the microbe, relationship to the cow, to the grass, to the organism. It's relationship and understanding interconnectedness. Do you know why, what science has actually promoted ecology more than anything else? Quantum physics, quantum connection. They're finding out everything is connected. Is it a particle or is it a wave? Or is it both? Connectness. That's what we need to understand. Once you impact something on your farm, you impact this, you impact this, you impact this, you impact this. You impact everything. Native Americans didn't have a special reactor or they quantum, they didn't understand quantum mechanics. But they look at this. With all things, in all things, we are relatives. Wow, pretty simple. They understood that hundreds of years ago. See, soil health, if I used to use one word to explain soil health, it's biomimicry. Mimicking the biology. Or in other words, eco-mimicry. People are here, well, we don't have enough research. Really? Well, nature's got 3.8 billion years of research and development. It's been telling the templates right there. What did Gabe Brown say today? Follow the template. It's pretty simple. 10, 30 million species with well-adapted solutions. The ideas come from biology, ladies and gentlemen. Guess where Velcro came from? From a weed. Guy found it on, an engineer found it on his dog. Hey, well, why don't we create Velcro? Where do you think we learn how to fly? You know, biomimicry. Mimicking the biology. Telling you every day you walk out there, but you have to walk out there and be an observer. We need to mimic that prairie and forest. There's where we got the principles. What does it do? It's covered. It's covered. We're going to go. It's covered 24-7. It's, guess what else? It's diverse. And they have animals in the system. All the principles we've been talking about that we are spousing in our CS. There it is. Our multi-species cover crops. We want that template. We want that same architecture. That's what we're doing with our multi-species cover crops. And when we do that, guess what? They will come. You don't have to do anything. Just stop spraying so much and let them come. Look at the power of biology. You have a compaction issue? Let the biology take care of it. So we're growing covers all over the place. It's spreading all over. We want to go away from controlling command agriculture. I want to go to this livestock as a proxy. 
mimic it. Look at the biology doing its business. And look how, this is Gabe. That's the proxy I want to see, like buffalo. It's simple. Follow the buffalo. Now, all these principles work in synchrony. The more you apply these, guess what the results are. So, with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, the principles are simple. Cover it 24-7, emulate the nature, integrate animals into the system, cover it 24-7. Food, habitat, food, habitat. For more information, see LSP's Soil Health, Profits, and Resiliency page at www.landstewardshipproject.org. To view some of Ray Archuleta's presentations, Google the name Ray Archuleta, that's spelled A-R-C-H-U-L-E-T-A. If you have comments or suggestions about this podcast, contact Brian DeVore at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org, or you can call 612-722-6377. Thanks to Laura Morgandale, a Western Minnesota musician, for Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member... Visit landstewardshipproject.org to learn how you can support LSP. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.